0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Global Geek News Podcast. This is episode number 14. Those that want to follow along, show notes are at globalgeeknews.com. I am, as always, your host, Jeremy Bray, better known as PC Nerd 37, alongside my co host, Wesley Faulkner. Hey, Wesley.
1: Hi. Hi, Jeremy. How's it going?
0: Oh, it's going all right. How are you?
1: Life is getting better by the moment. That's good
0: to hear. So, we're going to try I'm, and... I'm sick. Good. Say that again? I'm not sick, which is good. <laughs> yeah, same here. I wasn't feeling too good earlier tonight, and I think that's just because I ate way too much today. Had breakfast, which I rarely do, and then had a decent-sized lunch, and then on top of that is my normal Monday night pizza. So. Maybe
1: you're compensating with all the calories you burned uh, working on your plumbing problems.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I never want to have those plumbing problems again. For those that haven't followed me on Twitter or whatever, our kitchen sink clogged up over the weekend or just before the weekend, and we ended up spending most of the weekend digging up the backyard trying to find the clean-out to get it unclogged. And it was not a fun time, and it wasn't, it wasn't very warm. Had it been a little bit warmer, it probably wouldn't have been too bad, but at least the snow kind of held off until today it spit a couple of flakes but that would have made it a whole lot more miserable at least you found it at least it didn't last until the weekday yeah at least we know where to find it next time for when this happens because this has happened a couple of times before but oh well I guess now we know so that's yep. that's what matters I suppose but anyway, we're going to do a little bit of a shorter show today. Didn't get to record over the weekend, mainly because of my plumbing problems, and I saw you were at some kind of a product camp or something like that. What was that yeah, about? Yeah, product
1: camp, and it was uh, it was about how to market products and uh, how to target, target uh, the, the consumers for who might want your services. Since I'm dabbling in the social media space, I thought that it might be very educational to understand exactly how to be in marketing or PR uh, other than just dabble in it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like that would be something to, interesting to go to. I don't think we get much of anything like that around here. closest thing we have is, I think there's a WordCamp up in Denver coming up that I plan on going to. So I guess, I think it's Matt is going to be there talking about wordpress so i figured i'd go to that and check that out
1: well we have a local social media uh chapter here in austin and uh there's a vibrant local social media and uh entrepreneurial uh, uh, group here and so there's always something that 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 uh networking circles always cross and co-mingle all the time and one always touches the other and so there's always some sort of meeting or gathering or some sort of educational conference or or speaker that's going around talking about how to do things better. And I'm trying to get in that group uh, for networking and to get some, some free advice about uh, this whole social media thing and how it works.
0: Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I wish we had something more like that around here that I could go to. I mean, they may have some stuff up in Denver, but that's 100 miles each way, so that's usually fairly inconvenient unless it's something really big.
1: Yeah, sounds like you're tied to to webinars for now.
0: Yeah, even those, I think I've only done one of those in the past year or two, maybe, and that was uh, Windows 7 one that was put on last week. Even that, it wasn't, that exciting but it was it was still interesting nonetheless but anyway
1: yeah those are kind of hard to squeeze into your your, your daily routine unless you're really laser focused on it
0: yeah it, i had almost completely forgot about it cuz it was in the middle of my work day which wasn't very convenient but it, it was it was still interesting i enjoyed learning about it speaking of windows 7 i also wrote a blog on the Global Geek News blog today about the supposed five different versions of Windows seven and my thoughts about that. So make sure to check that out at global dot com slash blog. But anyway, today's show's a little bit on the shorter side. we at least for this week anyway, we're kinda trying, trying to cut it a little bit shorter. Hopefully we're like around a half an hour instead of an hour and a half. So we've only got six stories today, so And the stories that we have are two-thirds of Americans without broadband don't want it. Windows 7 App Store hinted by Microsoft Survey. Obama looking at open
1: source. YouTube to let big content providers bring their
0: own ads. The FCC asks asks if Comcast slows rival VoIP traffic. Six million households still not
1: ready for the DTV switch.
0: That and much more when we come back on the Global Geek News Podcast. I said before, if you want to follow along with all the show notes, they are at globalgeeknews.com. This is episode number 14, so feel free to check out the show notes and read along with the stories as you're listening to us. Go ahead and jump right into the first story. Two-thirds of Americans without broadband don't want it. This Apparently this was came out of the Pew Internet and American Life Project, saying that apparently two-thirds of the people that I guess are on dial-up have no desire to get broadband at all.
1: Well, I guess you don't know what you're missing if you never had it. But if I remember correctly, when I just had dial-up way back in the day, I was uh, restricted to to just basically emails and really, really basic uh, web surfing. And you start to develop a routine, and that's what you get used to. And to you, that is what the internet is. And if people can live in that world and not know what else is out there, I can understand why they might think, Why would I need broadband? This is what I do and this is what I this is my routine. Why do I need to change my routine?
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't want it and according to this survey that apparently the one third without broadband don't want it because of between availability and price, whereas the other two thirds just don't want it, which which that's kind of mind-boggling to me, considering all of the movement that there is, especially in the government and stuff, to try and get broadband in these rural areas to people that are still on dial-up that don't have the option of getting broadband unless they go with something like that HughesNet that is just a satellite-based kind of thing. Yeah, I can understand how some
1: people might not want it if... I mean, let's look at the demographic of people who buy computers and still use modems and dial-up. You might... I'm going to make a couple of assumptions here, but I will assume that they're not running the most cutting-edge or the fastest computers around, and that, generally speaking, uh, if they did have a faster network connection, that it may not be able to handle some of the most advanced applications or features of the Internet that they don't use already
0: true although uh it just seems weird because you get all these like even tv news stations radio and stuff all tend to point you to their website for one reason or another and a lot of those sites are heavily focused around video and flash stuff so not wanting broadband to be able to actually get to those sites and view stuff a whole lot easier it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me
1: yeah i agree to me, it sounds like a whole other population, not people here in the United States. You would think that that everybody would want to have the ability to get on the internet, um, but I guess some people just settle in their routine, and they do what they do and don't care about what the outside
0: world um, and how things are changing around them. Yeah, I, I know back in the 90s, before we got broadband, I was always on dial-up. i go down to my grandparents and use dial-up, because we never had it here, and I'd never even thought of it being much faster, even though there was broadband at the time, but I'd never thought about it, it was just a way for me to waste my Saturday and Sundays, I would just sit down there and slowly browse my way around the internet, and that's just kind of what I did, I'd never thought of it until we actually got it, or at least until I saw just how much faster it was I i would assume that's largely part of the case here yeah it reminds me when i was a
1: kid and i had a bicycle i would ride that thing to get to wherever i needed to go i was never really in the hurry because i you know i was a kid i didn't have a job i didn't have a schedule i just got there when i got there and it was it was fine by me being on my bike but when I got older, and I got a car, and I had a job, and I had places to be, I couldn't imagine having to live with only a bicycle. And I equate people on dial-up being the kids on bicycles. They don't understand why they need to go any faster, or what the purpose of it is.
0: Yeah. yeah even my grandparents, up until just a couple of months ago, were still up on dial-up. Even though my grandpa had seen how much nicer broadband was because we have DSL out at work it's just always been a real hard sell to my grandma because she's never really understood the internet and can really use it anyway and she's kind of the boss that has the final say so so they would never gotten it until recently and now I think they're enjoying it a whole lot more although I'm still not sure that she cares for it too much
1: right but I bet she's not probably the main user of the internet in that household
0: no. No, not that I know of anyway. Just cuz she tends to get so frustrated with stuff that she usually gives up fairly quickly. Yeah. But speaking so of why I have
1: a pain point to go faster.
0: <laughs> yeah. So speaking of things that try to make our life simpler. Apparently it looks like according to a Microsoft survey, Windows 7 could be getting an app store. Apparently, yeah. If you're add- going to be
1: downloading applications from the web, you're going to need a, that big, fast pipe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, with some of the theoretical implementations, would be like auto-updating up- apps, auto-configuring apps, being able to update your programs centrally, like a Windows update, blocking apps from unverified publishers, finding reviews and ratings, uh, having a just a single consolidated place for updating uh, diagnosing apps which cause problems restoring apps to its original configuration among others and I'm actually kind of surprised that it's taken this long for Microsoft to consider it even though the whole concept of an app store really didn't even come about much until the iPhone
1: I agree this is a warm uh, a a good, good change on Microsoft's um, on their 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 business model instead of focusing on retail and uh, boxes on shelves to go into this this distribution method uh, if uh, one thing that apple's Apple has done is is forced Microsoft to do this then I think bravo uh, I hope this allows them to not focus exactly on when something should be released but then getting a basic version of an application out and then adding onto it later on instead of worrying about it being fully QA'd every portion of it and being released as a set.
0: Yeah, I've gotten to where I really like the whole concept of an app store. I'm I'm not real sure how well it would work on Windows. I'm kind of curious to see how much of a walled garden they would make it compared to how Apple does things because with, with Microsoft already losing share not only in the operating system itself, but with things like Internet Explorer, I'm kind of curious to see if that app store would have some things like Firefox and Opera on it when they're already getting their butt kicked. And really the only reason I would think that they would even consider doing that would be to appease the European Union more than anything.
1: I would say that they probably wouldn't have other manufacturer's products in their application store but then again, I was um, looking about looking at uh, Microsoft Photosynth. Have you seen that?
0: I haven't played with it. I've heard of it. I haven't played with it, though.
1: Well, Photosynth allows you to stitch pictures together that have been taken in sequence. So you can use the software basically to make your own panoramics and to zoom in and zoom out if you have a sequence of pictures uh, to, to stitch them all together. And during the inauguration of Obama CNN had a Photosynth place where people can dump all their pictures that they took during the inauguration and you can use this virtual tour through using Photosynth and I was looking at it and I saw get Photosynth on your mobile and I looked at that and they released Photosynth for the iPhone Hmm. so that made me think that they're putting software on other platforms, they make office for Macintosh and for PCs. They probably will be willing more to put their software in other stores than to let other people put their software in their store. But uh, see, hopefully they'll have a change of heart and maybe they'll have a certified Microsoft program where uh, if you get certified by Microsoft that they'll allow you in the store we'll see but hopefully um they're more this is definitely a more open step than their than their closed uh, approach that they've done in the past
0: yeah this will be certainly interesting to see just how it plays out or if if this even happens at all i don't know it, it would certainly be more convenient cuz whenever i install my windows on a new computer or i'm doing a reformat or whatever first place I always go to is major geeks to get all my applications like my antivirus, my spyware, firewalls if I feel like I need it, um, browsers, media codecs, all that kind of stuff. And if if I could do that just straight from within the operating system through an app store, that that would certainly be a whole lot more convenient.
1: Yeah, as long as the price is reasonable. I don't want them to to think they can charge retail prices for an online store,
0: yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what something like that would do to the whole model of like shareware and stuff that's that a lot of peop that a lot of companies have always kind of depended on for getting their products out there,
1: or um this might actually if it's done so poorly uh might push people to look into open source,
0: yeah that it might. Speaking of looking into open source, apparently Obama is looking into open source.
1: Well, open source is always a good thing for the government because they can go through the code, make sure that uh, that they can make any changes that they need to, any tweaks, uh, make sure that it's very secure, or if it's insecure, be able to patch it uh, on their own without waiting for a fix from Microsoft. So, I can see how someone can go through open source, but that sounds, for the government going open source, that sounds like uh, for a uh, a tortoise learning how to ride a motorcycle.
0: Yeah. Well, if the, if the U.S. government wants to go to open source, they're by no means the first one. I know there have been a lot of governments in smaller countries and European countries that have gone entirely open source, and I, I've been a big fan of open source for years, in this particular case, I guess Scott McNeil- McNeely, the co-founder of Sun, is going to be the one that's going to that's supposed to be preparing a paper for Obama to look out as far as the benefits of open source. And I'm I'm kind of curious as to that decision to have him do it. I and mean, he's a fine decision, but you'd think you when it comes to something like open source, you'd want to have someone like Linus Torvalds doing something like that because he's kind of like the king of everything, just about.
1: I would actually take it another way. I wouldn't have one person talk to me about it. I would get someone who's pro and someone who's con open source and have them debate them out and me being the middle and so I can absorb everyone's pros and cons and make a, a, a decision knowing both sides instead of just getting the opinion of one person.
0: Yeah, but that would certainly be an interesting idea of doing it. I would never thought too much about doing it that way. I don't know. I I'm not sure that who does it really matters. I I think even if we crowdsourced the idea, had everybody come together on some kind of a forum or something like that or a wiki, and outline all the different concepts of using open source in different areas and how it could benefit the government, I think that would probably be best way to go about it. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Only thing is, if he is thinking about going open source, when? That's not a small task to go open source, um, because basically the whole government all around the country, not just the White House, uh, uses Windows. And moving open source means a total revamp of our uh, the whole the whole stru- infrastructure of the United States government. Which might be good. I mean, that sounds like a great economical push to get everything upgraded, but it's going to be a lot of money, a lot of time, and uh, a steep learning curve for those IT departments and even the users of the the software in each one of these locations.
0: Yeah, it, it would certainly be a huge undertaking that would by no means be cheap, and it would probably take a year or two but with as much as Obama seems to be about wanting to create transparency so that people can see what's actually going on uh, this certainly sounds like a good fit for him
1: wasn't there talk when he was elected about him having some sort of chief technology uh, cabinet position or officer did they ever appoint somebody or was that just a rumor
0: I know he was looking for one. I don't know if they ever appointed anybody. I don't recall hearing about it anyway. I know that he was wanting one or looking for one, but last I knew, names were still kind of being thrown around. I think, if anybody, I think Bill Gates should get that position.
1: (laughs) Oh, then it'll definitely be Windows. (laughs) No open source. (laughs) Yeah. But... it sounds like this is a decision that person should make, so maybe he should focus more on finding someone to take that position rather than making the decision about open source right about now.
0: Yeah, I think that would probably be a better idea. It seems like he's kind of taken on a little bit of everything at the same time, and I think it's it could come back to bite him in the end. But yeah, I think it would probably be better if he got that person in place and then kind of talked things over with him and before making decisions hopefully it's
1: not a sneaky way of uh, doing an interview for Scott McNeely for that position
0: <laughs> yeah I don't know if he would be interested in that position or not that would be that would be an interesting choice and there's a lot of good people that would be certainly be qualified for it but I think you need to have somebody like a Bill Gates or somebody that is a little bit more of a visionary and has an idea of where things should be 20 years from now. I agree. I heard Steve Jobs isn't doing much right about now.
1: Maybe uh, we can get him to do it.
0: I don't know. I, I heard various reports on him today. There was one that was reported in Valley Wag, then CNET picked it up, and then everybody kind of ran with it that he was supposed to be having surgery today. These, this of course, being after the liver transplant rumors, whereas just a little bit ago on TechCrunch, Michael Arrington said that that's not true. He was in the office today, attending all kinds of meetings and everything. So, I I would tend to more to side with Michael Arrington, and he tends to be a little bit more right than Valley Wags. So, I I would hope that's the case. Yeah. But at least Valley ba- Valley Wags not quite what it used to be anyway.
1: All right. Well, whenever Obama comes up with his decision, do you think he'll he'll put it on YouTube?
0: I would certainly think so. I'm kind of curious to know how much that'll get talked about in like Congress and stuff, and if they would have any real big dealings with a move this big. I am sure they I wonder have to when they okay. Go
1: to...
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: I wonder if they um if they do uh post it on YouTube, what kind of ads they would put next to Obama.
0: I don't know. I haven't even I haven't looked at any of his YouTube yet stuff yet to see if there is any ads, but I know some of the other big content partners looks like they're going to be bringing their own ads for YouTube videos here real soon.
1: Well, I wonder if they did, uh, if Obama did do a, an ad uh, on YouTube, if it would be like, uh, join the U.S. Army <laughs> or something like that. Some other government sponsored, uh, or, or, you know, be a postman.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume it would probably be uh, like an army or a Marines commercial or something like that more than anything.
1: Well, it, it looks like this is a really big move for YouTube being able to let their. Uh, content providers bring their own advertisement because that makes them closer or more on par to a television station and um, what you see on some other websites like abc.com or, um, or or Fox fox.com that they would be able to choose which ads that they would be able to, to put to different content.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of surprised this is happening, but at the same time, it, I kind of like this idea because this way more companies will be more inclined to use YouTube, especially the, more so the ones that aren't involved with Hulu, just because now they can kind of bring their own advertisers and set their own advertising rates instead of just kind of going with what they can get through an ad partnership with YouTube.
1: Yeah, I, I think this will definitely open them up to to uh, bigger content providers, especially since a few weeks uh, ago, um, well, I guess it was a few months ago that they just opened up to major movie studios. Was it Lionsgate that they have? Um, and having maybe it'll bring maybe a Sony or some bigger bigger fish into the
0: the pond for them to allow them to bring
1: their own advertisement with. You know,
0: Yeah, I'm not sure who all they partner with in terms of big content providers right now. I I think CBS could be one of them, but I'm not sure who all. I don't know, I've never been a big one for watching much in the way of YouTube videos. Occasionally there'll be some funny little video or music video I'll watch, but I really almost never watch YouTube videos. I don't even watch that much video online, period. So the, yeah, this... I wonder when this is...
1: Yeah, I wonder when this is supposed to be rolled out.
0: I don't know. It, it made it kind of sound like some of it could be taking place already just as a trial kind of thing. I don't know. It, it sounds well, like I... an interesting program. I'm kind of curious to see how it would be done, if it would just be like Hulu and that every little bit would be like a 15-second commercial for whatever sponsor they happen to get for that particular episode or what and I'm also kind of curious to see how skeptical some of the advertisers are going to be about this because yeah they can they know what shows and stuff they're getting on to advertise with but they have no control of what's being said or seen in the comments as, and they don't necessarily want that associated with what they're trying to advertise especially considering YouTube commenters yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: But hopefully this is a positive revenue stream, and Google will actually start to see a profit come out of YouTube. And um, I I would hate for YouTube to go away in the future. And I hope hopefully something like this will keep it relevant.
0: I I think there it's hit a point now that Google can't really get rid of YouTube, even though it's kind of a it's not making any money. I, I, it's gotten so big and so popular that if they did decide to kill it, there would be such a huge backlash against Google that that wouldn't be something they would ever consider doing. I don't think. Right, Hulu is a huge competitor, and they're getting bigger and bigger
1: by the day. And uh, you know, YouTube is is trying to stay on par with that traffic. Um, it's just good to see that they're doing what they can to bring more traffic in and keep that competition going instead of uh, letting one be the dominant player and hopefully everybody will win.
0: Yeah, they've got to do something because I think it's getting to the point where I think Hulu has a better viewing experience and the new higher quality or HD quality video that's on YouTube now is nice, but in the end I think Hulu still has the better quality viewing experience, because you can like hit that button to lower the lights, and it'll kind of dim the rest of the screen, so you're more focused on just the video that's playing, and I think that it's just small things like that that YouTube is really lacking on that doesn't give it quite the experience that Hulu does. All right. Well,
1: As I said, good competition makes for better services for both parts. But if you're an ISP like Comcast, um, it looks like they're being called into question whether or not they are not playing so nice with their competition.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see if there's any merit to this or if this is just kind of Kevin Martin's just one last screw you to Comcast. Either way, it kind of makes me happy either way. Just because I think over the past... I think it was like Friday night, I think, I was almost positive Comcast was throttling just my peer-to-peer traffic. as all my other traffic was fine. It's just my peer-to-peer traffic was probably about a third of the speed that it usually is. Once in a while, it would bump up to what it normally is. But most of the time, it was just throttled way back. So, I I would be glad to... St- See something major happen to Comcast just to give them a good smack.
1: You know, one great thing about this is that the FCC is working for us. At least that's what this story is telling us. They're staying on Comcast or anybody that might be violating uh, some of the, the rules that that allow the the internet be an even playing ground. And seeing that they're constantly monitoring and say, "Hey, we'll check up on you. Don't do anything foolish." I think that says uh, loud and clear that don't mess with the consumer because the government will get you.
0: Yeah, well this whole thing around the slowing of rivals' VoIP traffic is kind of what I've been wary of all along with Comcast, or at least ever since they put in the broadband cap, and not to mention some of their throttlings and stuff like that too, but I've always kind of wondered if they would start giving preferential treatment to their own content because they provide some like video services and voip services and stuff that other people do and i'm kind of i was i've always been kind of curious if the stuff that you get through them would count against your cap or if it would be given some sort of preferential treatment to something like skype
1: yeah I, i and i hope that if they were thinking something like that that they're seriously reconsidering knowing that um the FCC is monitoring what they are doing and how they treat their customers.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see any um, specific things as far as if it's affecting Skype or what other VoIP companies that it's affecting. I know I'm on Comcast and I never usually seem to have any issues with uh, Skype quality, so I don't I don't know if this maybe isn't in play in my area or if this is if there's any truth to this at all. Although I am kind of curious to find out what happens, because I'm... Supposedly with the new guy that's going to be coming into power, I guess, is going to be very pro-net neutrality and stuff, so I'm I'm sure he'll probably take up this case and see what's actually going on, rather than it just kind of dying out with Kevin Martin.
1: Yeah, I think the internet's becoming more and more important, like we are talking about YouTube, and... Uh, Hulu, um, and especially for uh, the six million households that aren't ready for the DTV switch, they might need to use Hulu or 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 YouTube to watch their television.
0: Well, that that kind of gets me wondering. I wonder if these more than six million households that aren't ready for the DTV switchover, if that's just kind of where all the where they're getting all their content now, so they could care less if they're ready for the switchover or not.
1: I am running into more and more people who say that they don't have a television, but yet they're heavy internet users. So I wouldn't be surprised if, um, especially in these economical times, if they don't want to buy a new TV or don't want to shell out the, even the, the, the $5, $10, 20 bucks with the $40 coupon to get a converter. Maybe they just aren't really concerned about being tethered to an old television.
0: Yeah, I, I'm getting – I don't really watch much in the way of online video. I will say that I do torrent videos a lot, but I'm getting more and more to the point where I could break away from the TV if I if I needed to, but I still watch a ton of TV just because I choose to. That and I really don't want to try and hurt my cap against Comcast. I'd rather leave that all that traffic for something else. But I don't I don't think that would really get me to move over to the internet entirely. But then again, I'm on Comcast, so it doesn't really matter anyway.
1: Yeah, so if you look at someone who doesn't have cable, they don't have satellite, they don't have IP over TV, all they have is over the air, What? I. it's hard for me to even think about what shows that are over the air that you can't get on the internet nowadays. You don't have to worry about having your own DVR. You don't have to worry about... Um, Scheduling the shows or watching long commercials when you just can get it over the internet. And if I if this is something I was playing around with and I only had over the air and I had an internet connection, I might say, oh, yeah, I I really don't want to get a, a, a converter box. I won't need it. I won't. I just won't use my TV anymore.
0: Yeah, because all of the major stations ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, they all usually have their content up online where you can watch it on Hulu or their own websites or whatever within 24 hours of the original airing so you can s- certainly do it that way the only real case where you can't do it that I know of is like with PBS I, as far as I know of, PBS is putting their stuff online for people to watch they may do it with stuff like Nova but um, some of their regular programming I don't think they have on TV, on the internet for you to be able to get.
1: That is true. The other um, other example that I can think of is uh, local news, but uh, with the advent of Twitter, it's it it's I get streaming news the whole day, and I don't need to tune in for a local news.
0: Yeah, well, the local news stuff I usually just go to the local newspaper's website or some of the local news websites, but. And this doesn't really affect me much anymore because I'm not in school, but when I was in school, like, school delays and stuff, it was never something you could really get on there as to where that would be the only real issue I could see. I think now they have it at least around here where I can find out, like, school delays or what highways are closed or whatever, but that, that never really used to be the case. So I'm not sure if that's an issue for a lot of people anymore or not. And you can usually
1: get some of that emergency information via radio and even radio you don't need a radio for because you can stream radio stations over the internet now.
0: Yeah. yeah, You can still get the information I'd say one way or another. It's just kind of yeah. how you prefer to get it. I'm more of a visual person so I'd probably prefer the TV or the internet over the radio. Uh, and I, I really don't even know the last time I really listened to the radio. It's in my cars and when I'm driving around and stuff, I only listen to podcasts for the most part. So, and either that or my CDs. I almost never listen to radio, just because I got I got to the point where I was so sick of like having like three minutes worth of songs and then ten minutes worth of advertising that I just kind of gave up on radio altogether. And
1: the people who don't have the converter box, pretty, pretty are, aren't obviously aren't too concerned.
0: Wesley. Are you there? I heard it sound like something hit there and it kinda of dropped off there. Are you there?
1: Yeah. Yeah, my mic got pulled out. Sorry about that. Me. Um I was saying that the the people who are um who don't have this yet are probably either procrastinators or people who just don't care about it. And the fact that they're trying to delay the switch over to me is very frustrating.
0: Yeah, I remember, I think it was last week I saw some, or or heard some numbers that a lot of the, it's more younger people that aren't ready more than it is the older people, which is kind of opposite of what most people would think. It's just that younger people more get their stuff offline more than anything. But yeah, this whole delay thing, I hate this idea. Um, For those that haven't seen it, earlier tonight they announced that Congress has got is going with the idea of the delay. They've passed it. Now I guess it just has to go with the House. Hold on. Okay, sorry about that. Um, now it just has to go through the House and the President, but as to where now I guess they're proposing to bump it back to, what is it, June 12th, I think it was? Uh, yeah, June yeah, 12th. Yeah, June 12th. Tw-
1: which, if they're procrastinators, then they still won't have the converter box. And if they don't care, they still won't have the converter box. And if there's a third person out there, they're just either lazy or ignorant to know about the switchover. Which, in those cases, I don't see how uh, the government's going to do anything to make sure they reach out to those people by June 12th.
0: Yeah, I, I... I don't know, with this whole idea of the delaying it, it just doesn't seem right, because for the past, what is it, year and a half, two years, whatever, they've been talking about and advertising on every like lower third crawler and every commercial and everything online and everything that they possibly can of the date of February 17th. And if it comes February 17th or 18th or whatever and people still see that their TVs work without the converter box, all that's going to do is cause a whole lot more confusion than there was in the first place.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And I, I think that's the real issue, is just causing more confusion than there really needs to be. I mean, you can stick with this date, fund the program a little bit longer, and that would pretty much kind of solve your problem and just keep funding the program until the requests stop or you run out of money, whichever happens to come first, and then just go from there, not confuse people even more by setting it back four months.
1: Yeah. Anybody who complains about their TV not working, it's their own fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Everybody knows this is coming, so i don't I think everyone's just kinda out of excuses at this point
1: yeah. uh, i I'm just exhausted there's 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 nothing I can say about this
0: anymore yeah, me too. I'm tired. I'm ready for bed, so let's go ahead and wrap up the show. so this has been episode number fourteen don't forget to check out the show notes at globalgeeknews.com and the blog at globalgeeknews.com slash blog. And I will get around to starting up the video hopefully sometime this week. I don't know, it's just been a little on the hectic side with the plumbing issues and everything. So, hopefully that'll get started this week. I do have some good topics to start going on. So, anyway, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash pcnerd37 and FriendFeed. i'm pcnerd37 on FriendFeed too so follow me on there that's where you get all my stuff all of my twitter my digs my blog posts, the podcast everything so you can find me there are you just on twitter or are you on FriendFeed too
1: i'm on friend friend feed as wesley 83 but i'm not a huge heavy user i mostly use it to uh get other people's feeds. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter if you want to find me. It's uh Westlady3 on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I've gotten to the point where I almost I've tried to move as much as I can over to friend feed. I I I think there's just a whole lot more and better content on there than I can get from just Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'm I I'm a slow mover to different networks, but when I do go in, I go in with two feet, so um, I'm one of those Luddites. I have my routine, and I'm just uh, not ready to change just yet.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how many people are changing and how many people are using both. I saw the other night where apparently FriendFeed's traffic has grown tenfold and is now around a million users, so I'm kind of curious to see if that's eating into Twitter, or if it's people using both. But, anyway, that's a topic for another night. And, uh, it doesn't sound, it sounds like next show, next week's show will be a little on the late side, too. It sounds like we won't get to record on the weekend, probably Monday or Tuesday, so it'll be out a few days late, just kind of like this this one was. But hopefully, after that, we can get back into a Saturday routine, or whatever, and get some guests going. I know supposed to have Walt Ribeiro on at some point. He was supposed to be on this episode, but due to rescheduling issues and everything, apparently it didn't happen. So, we'll get him on sometime real soon. And by the way, the, the music the last few weeks has has been from Walt. So, for those that are curious, that's who's been doing the music. And I guess that's pretty much does it for the show. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to leave it in the comments on the show or send me an email at pcner thirty seven at geeknewsdaily dot com. I do respond to the emails I get and stuff, so that's all we have for this week. later.